Hi, my name is Darren Joseph from HEG.tax, and here's a clip from a live Q&A session we did on tax and investment for U.S. exposed persons at the American Chamber of Commerce. This was on September 4, 2023, and we did this together with John Shoemaker. He's a partner at a U.S. tax law firm called Butler Snow in Singapore and with Paul DeVierno, the strategist and fund manager at UBKN. Enjoy. So I'm based in Singapore on an EP employment pass, but I'm spending most of my time in Bali. Can I have, and perhaps one for you, can I have a reduced rate on my personal income taxes here in Singapore? Um, I think you don't need because I believe you get us and uh, traveling is incidental to uh, your scope. You have to travel to work. So uh, all your income is considered sourcing Singapore. Right? But if you have certain arrangement with your overseas parent company or, or other related company, then probably you have to uh, define very clearly uh, in your contract which part relates to Singapore and uh, which are US or whichever country. Yeah, so typically we would only expect that to be an issue for you in the first 12 to 18 months when you leave the United States and you're establishing your residence in a foreign jurisdiction. There are two tests that allow you to qualify for Form 2555, which is where you take the foreign earned income exclusion. In that first year to year and a half that you're outside, you're going to be relying basically upon your presence in that country. And that's the test that you're talking about. Don't go back to the U.S. for more than 35 days or else you could endanger. Even that's not technically true because you, you sort of have an unlimited time period to wait until you do meet the, the 330 and throw back. But once you've established bona fide residence, once you now have that EP, you've been in Singapore, now you can go back to the U.S. as often as you want. You're not endangering the foreign earned income Regardless of how much time. That's right. Well, probably not too much time. Like, like no, no, don't months. go back. I mean, I, I, we're yeah. not being reasonable here. Don't move back. But, but yeah, you don't have to watch the one month the way that it... it, it you know, trigger somebody when they read this form and they're like, oh my God, I was there more, more than 30 days. That's only really in the first year that you're establishing your residency outside the United States. Okay. Now, FICA is two things to mention on this. One really nerdy, one maybe helpful. I'll start with the really help, the helpful one. FICA, that, that's going to be about you know, self-employment and not working for an employer and the earned income exclusion and that kind of stuff. Even with, though, your employer, it can get tricky based upon what is the hierarchical structure that you're working within, and are you working for a U.S. subsidiary of a U.S. company, and they may have to withhold even though you're in Singapore. That's the nerdy part that you don't need to worry about. Your employer needs to worry about that. Foreign headquartered company, no connection to the U.S. U.S. subsidiary. They have a U.S. subsidiary, but you don't work for that. No. It's a, it's a question for your employer primarily, although at the end of the day, the person that owes the taxes is who's on the line, but I would leave it to your employer. I don't see an overwhelming reason why you would have to dig into that. Yeah. So, of course, the normal disclaimers apply. We're not. This is not tax advice. This is not actionable intelligence. This is 
a general conversation, general principles, but if you want to take a deeper dive, you probably want to make an appointment with John. I, I thought I made that clear when I mentioned, you all know what happened to everybody who listened to Marty Bird, so just be very careful about that. I'm joking. Um, yes, it, this is, we're not giving advice. You can't rely upon what we said in a legal perspective, but um, you can rely upon what we're saying. We're not just making stuff up. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, but going back to the Singapore piece, uh, is the NOR, the non ordinarily resident scheme, is that still in play in Singapore? Okay, technically speaking, if you have the employment passes, uh, you are residents, you are tax residents. Mm. Okay. Um, okay, I've seen scenarios, uh, uh, maybe unprecedented during the COVID. So there are. Uh, the IRAs kick in certain rules um, for certain uh, who are unable to come back to Singapore for some reason. Okay, that part, um, I, I don't think you will repeat that, so there's no point to talk about it. Thank you. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.